Ode to the Morning Joe and the Ninety Foot Walk. However coffee came to be part of the morning ritual over here, it has arrived and has reached an exalted state in the daily routine. Every time it is prepared is like it never happened before. I've changed, the world has changed, and in the routine of making the coffee there is renewal. A first time all over again. As I put cold water from the spigot into the kettle and then set it to boil, I drop the dark roasted beans from the little red can into a grinder and let it whirl. I'm of the Lyle Lovett school. I like cream in my coffee. When the whirling is done, I can hear the kettle bringing the cold water to boil. The sound keeps me with it. And when the kettle clicks, I let the water rest for a few seconds, like the great lakes who rest in the winter, allowing time to settle, to stop being so agitated, crawled on, pouring the hot water over the coffee powder and watching it drip into the barrel that is an imperial pint that I use for a mug. I'm in a sort of suspension, waiting for the process to complete itself. This time is its own time. It can't be rushed. It is out of my hands anyway. These days I only have one barrel a day, though every time I finish I yearn for another. But treats, stop being treats, can be ruined by excess. Not having can be as important as having. I am grateful and do not take it for granted. And my appreciation as I take that first sip has me sometimes thinking about where the beans have traveled from. Who picked them on what slope? Who put the grinder together on the assembly line? What cow, from what farm, from what field, from what grass made the cream? And the old pint glass that once held beer, I have no idea how I wound up with it. What was its journey to my little outpost? The coffee gets attached to my emotions, often opens things up in unique ways. It can be a little exhilarating, but not out of control. A excited quiet. The feelings offer a small sliver of hope. Mary Leakey found a trail of footprints one time. When I read what Annie Dillard wrote about Mary's discovery, I sometimes wonder if the man and woman she talks about were walking along their progress after a morning barrel of coffee. On the dry Litoli plain of northern Tanzania, Mary Leakey found a trail of hominid footprints. The three barefoot people, likely a short man and woman and child, walked closely together. They walked on moist volcanic ash. We have a record of those few seconds from a day about 3.6 million years ago before hominids even chipped stone tools. More ash covered the footprints and hardened like plaster. Ash also preserved the pockmarks of the raindrops that fell beside the three who walked. It was a rainy day. We have almost 90 feet of the three steady footprints intact. We do not know where they were going or why. We do not know why the woman paused and turned left briefly before continuing. A remote ancestor, Leakey said, perhaps experienced a moment of doubt. Possibly they watched the Sadaman volcano erupting, or they took a last look back before they left.
We do know we cannot make anything so lasting as these three barefoot ones did. Maybe that's something to ponder as you sip your morning joe, as you carry on in your own 90-foot walk.